episode 78 on the nine point started with a dream podcast welcome to nine point started with a dream podcast our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey here's your host jacoby gillum hey guys welcome back to the podcast i'm your host as always jacoby gillum this episode we have michelle ruzi and what I'm learning through this podcast and through sports in general is just that you can always find someone that has been where you've been or is where you want to be. And it's cool thing about Michelle, I kind of call her an athlete CEO and what she's doing, how she took her athletic journey and used that same mentality and that mindset to pursue her career after sport. And Michelle's an upcoming film called After the Game. It's a documentary done by her teammate and someone that we interviewed on our, on our show already, April, April Obia. And... He goes through that journey, you know, of kind of how an athlete takes that mentality and how Michelle used that journey that she she set out to be the underdog and kind of how she used that same framework to just achieve her version of greatness. So a great episode here, a lot of value for no matter where you are on your journey as an athlete, whether you're currently playing, whether you're trying to get recruited, whether you're in, in the life after sports. I hope you enjoy and let's get to it. Michelle, the question I ask everyone that comes on is, when you were younger as an athlete, what was one of your biggest dreams and goals you wanted to achieve? Well, I think as an athlete, I didn't even really think about athletics. Um, my, my parents played sports, you know, recreationally. Um, and I'm only 5'2 now currently as an, a full-blown adult. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was thinking I was going to be a basketball player or anything. I just kind of fell into sports. Uh, playing with some of my friends. Um, I think in fourth grade, a friend of mine said, oh, I'm going to play basketball. You know, why don't you you come with me? So I did, and I fell in love with playing basketball, and then it kind of fell into some other sports. But I honestly didn't have any big lofty goals about being an athlete. I just wanted to play and participate. But then when I got into high school and was a little bit more serious about playing basketball, I, um, I, I started, well, our team was, was, um, was good. I mean, from my freshman to my junior year, we were state, uh, runners up and my senior year, we finally won the state championship. And, I, at that point, I, I had decided that I, I still wanted to continue to play. So I think that was really the turning point for me. I was taking it more seriously, but, but that's when I decided, okay, I do want to play in college, whatever that looks like. Um, and I think prior to that, I, I had resigned myself to the fact that I wasn't going to be a college athlete and that I needed to focus on, you know, my education and then, um, joining that up with, with a career. Um, so, but, but yeah, when we won the state championship, I, I definitely had the bug. I knew I wanted to keep playing. So, so, so when you said that it became, it was a point where you took it more seriously and you said, I want to play in college, but however that looks like, I want to do that. So, what do you think was like your first step or how did you approach that process? Um, I started to, to talk to some of my friends, uh, people that I had played with in high school. Um, they, they were playing at, at various levels 
in college. And, you know, I knew my talent level uh, versus theirs. And I honestly, I mean, I, I had no inkling of, of where to begin. Um, and so I just, I talked to a lot of people um, and I actually, um, a person I went to high school with, his dad was involved in helping kids come out of high school and find schools that aren't typically on, you know, everybody's radar. They're not, um, they were like D2 and D3 schools. And I started talking to him and, um, he actually didn't help place me, but that kind of opened the door for me in my mind to a whole bunch of other possibilities that I had never even thought about. Um, and then a couple of girls that I had played basketball with, they also played volleyball, um, and they were playing volleyball at a D3 school in California, and I grew up in Arizona. And um, so I went out to visit them. I, I actually was um, supposed to go to U of A. I, I had a roommate and everything, and I went out to visit uh the girls that I had played with at Chapman University in Orange, California, a D3 school, I loved it immediately. It was a really small environment. I, like everybody knew everybody by name it, and all, all the athletes were friends. They, um, it, was, it was a very close community. And as soon as I visited, I knew I could do a lot there at, in a smaller environment. Whereas at U of A, I wasn't going to play, um, I wasn't going to play basketball for sure. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wouldn't have been in a sorority. Most likely they're huge. I ended up, you know, being the president of my sorority at Chapman, which I can guarantee would not have happened in a, at a much bigger school. <laughs> um, so just, it was, it was eye opening. I, I just had no idea. So I think for me, it was like getting out there and talking to people and, and visiting schools and, um, and that really helped me to to decide. I love that. So so basically, to sum it up, you kind of put your dream out in the open. Yeah, I did, and I I mentally committed to it um, for myself too. That was the biggest part. So you were you were a five two guard. So what was your game like? Were you were you scrappy? Were you like like the floor general? What was what was your style? <laughs> you know, it's it totally evolved. Um, I think in high school, you know, I was always a point guard and, um, looking back and I think I knew it at the time too, but looking back, I don't think that is, was truly my natural position. I think I am definitely more of a shooting guard, but even still that's kind of small for a shooting guard. So I, I, they always wanted to put me into a point guard position. So, um, so I did always play point. Um, and in high school, um, I definitely, I, I definitely wanted to shoot. Um, but we had a six, four, um, post player and who was going D one. So our whole game strategy was to get it into her. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that kind of limited shooting, um, for, some of us, you know, unless you're, you're a really awesome shooter, but, uh, like a three, the three point game was definitely, um, my strength. So, but, but then as, as I got into college, you know, it was a whole other level of intensity and, 
and just, you know, pushing outside of my comfort zone and, and playing with different talents um, that I really had to, and it took the whole time I was in college to, to grow into a, a leadership role where I was more of the floor general. And I may have done that in high school, but I really remember it clearly um, in college that that was my role. Um, and, and I was, you know, I mean, at 5-2, I was probably faster than most people. And so I had the conditioning down, right? And and I had to be a little bit more scrappy. I just was, I've never been like a talent player. I will work my butt off. And that's, I think that's the thing that's kind of carried me through my athletic career and then also into my professional career and just in life in general um, is, is that work ethic. And I have that kind of stick to even though I probably stick with it longer than I, I should, but that's actually worked out for me, you know, overall. So, um, so just kind of sticking with it and, and, um, and then rallying the troops. I think I'm probably more of a hesitant leader, but, um, but when I have to do it, I, I can definitely step up. Kind of going on that, that when you said that you, your work ethic and you will stick things out. I, I, I've heard that a lot. I know like myself and too, like, like I'm the same way. What, what do you, what do you think gives athletes that mentality or like, or, or how do we build that? Do you think? Um, that's a good question because it's like, is it, is it always there or is it something that you develop? Yeah. And it's probably a little bit of both. I think um, for most people that stick with athletics, you know, into college and beyond, it was probably there the whole time. Um, but, but I think in, when you're playing sports, you're in this little microcosm where everything is sort of, um, it's like, it's a little shorter of a time period. Um, so, so you can kind of um, test different strategies and then you can see the payoff, right? So whether it's just in a game or in a season or in a four-year high school career or a four-year college career, like you, you can kind of see the beginning and the end. Whereas in life and in business, sometimes things take even longer to develop. Um, so, but, but when you're playing sports, you, you see that payoff of sticking with things, even though it is a shorter time period. So I think um, you get a taste of that, of that success or the reward for sticking it out. And then it makes you hungry f- to do it again and again. I love, I love that. I know for me personally that I want to see results now. And, and I know, like, if I go to the weight room, I know I can, I can rep out something and feel stronger. In business, you can't do one thing, and sometimes you can't really see the results that you want automatically. So, so how did that basketball career go? Because I know we have a we have a cool film coming out later on, um, featuring you. So how did, so how was it? You know, now going to Chapman and being the floor general. So. 
that was like one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, just as a, you know, a five, two, um, player, um, I was, like I said, I really was, um, I felt like out of my comfort zone and playing with players who, um, who were really good and had a lot of natural talent. Um, so I definitely had to work harder. Um, it was, there were, there were a lot of people, you know, on the team and, um, I was, I, I was getting beaten up in practice, like <laughs> really for the first like three years that I was there, um, which it was most of my college career. Um, but, you know, and it was, it was a fight for playing time and a starting position, but I, I stuck it out. I, I mean, every year I wanted to quit, you know, it was hard. I was like, getting beaten up in practice and um you know for a while I felt like a, a practice dummy but I, I love the team I still loved playing and it's not it just wasn't in me to quit even though I I always thought about it um so I stuck with it I you know I talked to the coach probably not as much as I should have you know now looking back I, I wish I had talked with her more but, um, but I do remember one thing she told me was, you know, you're a really good all-around player. You're strong in, in all categories, but you're not the best at one thing. And I just racked my brain for a year trying to figure out, you know, what is the, the one thing that I'm, I'm best at? And by the time you know, I think I started to develop my, my leadership skills my junior year because I was getting a little bit more playing time. But then by my senior year, I just, I knew I had to step up. I had nothing else to lose at that point. I had to step up and, and be the leader on the team. Um, and, and it turns out that that was the one thing that I could bring at that time better than anybody else on the team. So it turned out that that was my, my skill. <laughs> and so by the time um, my senior year came around, I earned the starting position. Um, I, was, I was getting playing time. Um, we had a great season um, and we were, we almost made the playoffs and we had made the playoffs uh, my freshman year and then just got killed in the first round. Um, but so we almost made it uh, my senior year too. So it would have been a pretty sweet story to say that we made the playoffs, but um, we just missed it by a hair. So, but it was, I felt like it really paid off and actually now looking back on it, um, I, I learned so, so, so much in that experience and the girls that I played with are friends for life. And even if we, you know, hadn't talked in a few years, when, when we do get together, it's like no time had passed. You, you were, you went through so much with them that you know what they're made of, you know, and actually I do a lot of business with girls that I played with and they're all successful now in the things that they're doing in life and in business and when you do business with 
players you and even other athletes that you didn't play with too but people you played with you you know that when push comes to shove you know what they're gonna do right so you know that they are gonna take care of business they're gonna make it happen or maybe they're not you know but you know what to expect and it's a it's a whole level different level of understanding than just you know doing business with somebody you you don't know or that um you know didn't didn't play college athletics basically it's almost it's almost it's almost like athletics is like its own fraternity and sorority in one absolutely yeah even um and even more so i mean it goes even deeper than that because I was in a sorority and I, um, I ended up, you know, being, so my senior year, I was, um, president of my sorority and starting point guard on the basketball team. And I had to make concessions on both sides, but lucky for me, our coach, um, allowed me to miss some practices to, um, to attend some sorority functions that I had to be at. And also I had a really great internship. So I had to miss some practices for the internship as well. So I had a lot going on um, my senior year, but I, but, you know, I was able to do all of it by that time. By that time, I had a little bit more leverage to negotiate too. I can't say that that would have happened any of the years prior to my senior year. <laughs> um, so it helps too to, to, you know, have a starting position. But um, so I always joke that, I paid for those sorority friends and I keep in touch with more of the basketball friends um, than I do the sorority friends. And that's not putting anything down for a sorority because I got a lot out of that um, as well. But it is, it is like a fraternity sorority, but it's, it's like a whole deeper level. So so going on the part where you say, you know, you were doing all these other things and you had to really figure out how to balance it. Can you talk about more about that? Because I know for like, like for me, my junior year, I had a great internship as well and I had to run track. And I was, and I was at the point where it was like, all right, I'm not the best sprinter on the team. You know, I may not be, I may not score at conference X, Y, Z. So like may, maybe I need to leave track and field and focus more on academics and the life after sports. So I did that. So I quit. And, I, and, and hearing, your, hearing your story, I'm like, man, what if I would have negotiated? and said, hey, I want to be the best in both spots, you know, how can I do it? Yeah, and that's a hard thing to do, right? I mean, you, the negotiation part is hard because I didn't really know where I stood, right? And I had to do that negotiation before I had truly earned that starting spot. So it was scary for me. I had to take a gamble a little bit, but I was also coming to the end of my college career, just like the end of my um, high school career where I knew I wasn't, I wasn't going to go pro, right? Not in athletics anyway. So um, I knew I did have to focus on my career um, and getting those internships and stuff. And that was something that a lot of athletes faced, I know at Chapman, you know, because you're, you're at the D3 level, you're not getting a scholarship. Um, you're there out of, 
like your own passion and work ethic and whatever else that, that drives you, you know, but, um, do you, do you give that up for that great internship, you know, or any internship because that's your future. Um, so I did grapple with that as well. And all I could do was, was negotiate it. Cause I knew I wanted to play. I knew there was like this glimmer of, hope that I would start. Um, but I, um, I wasn't totally sure, you know, and I thought, okay, I've put in the blood, sweat and tears for three years. I can't quit now, you know, at the, like just before the finish line. And that's a thing that a lot of people do is like, they do all that work and then they do quit right before the finish line. Um, and it's, but, but you kind of don't know. You don't know that until you're looking back on it. You don't know exactly. until you in retrospect that you're that close to the finish line. Definitely. I can relate to that for sure. Because <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like that, that what if factor. Yeah. And that's a big one because that'll eat at you for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forever, you know? Yeah. So, so while you were at school, you know, you had a teammate, April, who was filming. Was, was that ever like, like, what is she doing? Why is she doing this? Um, yeah, so that's an interesting, you know, side story um, to, to our, my senior year. So April and I uh, came in together as freshmen and graduated together. I think we were the last two players from our freshman class that made it to our senior year. Um, And April was a film student at Chapman and for her senior project, she was putting together a documentary about our senior year. So she started filming um, a lot of the season, both on the court and off the court. Um, And you know, at first you're really careful about what you're saying and, you know, cause she's interviewing you. Um, so, so you're really careful, but as the season goes on, you're just like, you know, you're frustrated with things or you're super hyped on, on something that happened. And there's always, you know, team drama and everything. So you're, you kind of start letting it all out, you know, as the film progresses, um, but thank goodness, you know, April is really good about <laughs> leaving, probably leaving a lot of that out of the story. Um, but in capturing all of that footage um, that that she had from our senior year, um, you know, 20 years later, she um, she had a goal to create a feature length film and it kind of all just came together where there were a few of us who were kind of um, exploring different new career paths, you know, things were changing in our lives and it all kind of tied back to our time playing together and just athletics in general. And so it made sense that that was the subject matter, matter for April now 20 years later. Um, and it, it all tied back to, to that footage that she had, which, I mean, to follow a group of women for that long and to see, you know, what, what happens with them is, 
is interesting, of course. I love too about the story. Like I don't when I interviewed April, it was how she how she was describing the characters, right? And and, and then then like and then then like the your story, right? The the you know, the senior who who's trying who's trying to earn earn that that starting line of spot, and now she's using those same leadership abilities to lead a company. And I think that's so cool about your story because there are a lot of athletes that don't go pro in their sport. But it's like, how do we use those same traits and characteristics to lead in our pro in life? So, so for you, what, what, what does that feel like now when you look back on that athletic career to what you do now with, with your company? It's, it's scary how many um, connections there are. And, and actually being a part of the film really forced me to step outside of myself and, and look at those things. You know, what are the things that, that I do and those themes you know, in my life that um, have contributed to to my success and my my company's success, and I, I probably wouldn't have thought about it as deeply as I had, you know, had I not been in this film. But um, every day there's a tie to what I learned or what I developed um, being an athlete. I mean you know, just, just that persistence. And, and I mean, you're delivered bad news to some degree, uh, like daily or, or weekly in business, right? It's just, whether it's something that turned out just a different way than you expected it to be, or, you know, you're, you're getting fired or something, but it's, it, it's, um, I think, you know, from, from playing sports and, and being an athlete and, and dealing with rejection and dealing with adversity, um, I'm able to stick it out through those issues because they're never what they're presented to you in the beginning. Um, you know, you can never take problems or issues or, or bad news at face value because there's always so much more to them, you know, so you have to dig, dig down into those problems and, and take them apart and, and figure them out um, to, to solve them. And that's, I mean, I see that, like I said, daily in, in my business. And um, I have two other business partners that, that the three of us started our company together. And um, the teamwork aspect is, is huge. I mean, that's, we kind of laugh about it, but it's like, we knew starting a business was going to be hard, but the things that you think are going to be hard aren't. And the hardest part is, is, you know, dealing with partners and, and teammates and stuff. And it, and I never thought about that, but then when you look back on your team dynamics in college or high school or whatever, that's always the most challenging part, you know, is, is, um, everybody brings to the table their own expectations and their own issues and their own goals. And, you know, sometimes yours are conflicting or you come from different, totally different backgrounds, but you have that one thread of um, something in common or, or a passion, you know, and that's what 
keeps you guys together and you know you have to work through it you can't just quit um so it's you know that is a part that i that we deal with um you know all the time and when one of my partners is is not an athlete he's super creative he um i mean he has talents that i you know can't my brain can't even go there um and we're we're total opposites but um we still have this uh you know passion in common for business even though his looks totally different than 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 my passion you know and then my other partner is um is an athlete herself um you know a runner and and she has a drive a competitive drive like I do and and we can be very similar and so we butt heads that way um but but again we also have this common common drive too so it's um it it's good to sort of have all those different backgrounds but but you know that you have to stick it out and you you have to come together to um to achieve the same goal that's 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 awesome you said because i never thought about it that way and and it's interesting to hear you say it because now i think about it with like my past companies that i've had it was it was about the team that that was probably the part that we failed to to think the most about so it's interesting that like and and all, it all makes sense now in my head like oh if i thought of, if, 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 we, if we would have thought of it as right, we're a team, each person maybe, each person has their own role, each person has their own weakness, how can we make this gel to win the championship? Yes, and that's the thing is you have to figure out um, if you guys do all have the same goal, right? Because you've, you've played with people too that maybe have their own goal or their own agenda, and you figure that out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good team culture, your team will push that person out. (laughs) Um, And, and it's the same for a company, you know, you have to develop that kind of culture and make sure you, I mean, you have to really communicate clearly with each other and honestly to make sure that you do have that same goal. Um, Because otherwise you, you guys are all working towards something different. And sometimes you think it's the same, but you, you never have discussed it. and, and then you come to find out that, that there are different goals. And we do that for our clients too. You know, we, um, I have a marketing firm and we do a lot of branding, which a lot of people think is just, um, you know, logos and color palettes and ads, but it's really all that um, behind the scenes um, thinking and planning and, and culture. So it's, you know, is everybody on the same page? Are, is what we're saying out loud the same as how we're acting? And do we treat our vendors, our employees, our partners, our clients the same way? Um, so it's, you know, there's, there's so many links to, uh, to your team too. And if, if you have a good coach, um, they'll get down into that stuff and, and kind of set that culture. And like I said, if there's somebody that doesn't fit with that culture, the, the team will squeeze that person out. And that's what should happen with a strong 
culture. And actually, <laughs> April and I were laughing the other day because we had a teammate when we were a freshman who, um, you know, we were getting to the end of the season and, and there was, we had a teammate who just, you know, was just complaining and complaining. Um, and probably we all, we felt that too, you know, cause we weren't getting playing time as freshmen and we felt it, but we didn't say it. Um, because we were just scared little freshmen, but, um, so, but this girl kind of was vocal about it. And, um, finally one of the seniors was just like, well, just quit then. And like literally dragged her into the coach's office and, um, made her quit. <laughs> and April and I were like scared and shocked. And I don't know, we didn't know what to think, but, but now again, looking back on it, I'm like, that's exactly what should have happened because, you know, we had the proper team culture, like, and we had just won. That was the thing. And it was like, okay, we won. So you've got to think about the greater good of the team over yourself. And and that's what she wasn't doing. And I think it was pretty clear that everybody else was, was doing that, you know? This is a good conversation I hear. Like, just, like, like each call I have, I have, like, a game plan, you know, like, like, like we had our pre-call. You know, we were talking about certain things, but I'm kind of just, I think like your your perspective on leadership is 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 awesome. And I, I'm reading I'm right now. Right now, I'm on the the uh, idea the idea enabler website, and I'm, I'm I'm looking at your 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 bio and it's the handler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so 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 when you if you could talk to I guess your freshman self. What what would what would you tell her about about the journey or what or what's to come? Oh man, that's a hard one. Why'd you have to ask that? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Um, I would tell myself, my freshman self, to to stick with it. I would remind myself that that's what had made me successful in the past. I had like a mirror image um, high school career too. <laughs> so, um, you know, that that had worked well for me. Um, I, I would remind myself that, um, that sticking with it and working hard and, you know, if it was easy, it would pay off. And that if it was easy, everybody would do it everybody would play college sports, um, you know, if it was, if it was easy. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I stayed with it when people with 10 times my talent dropped out because they just didn't have the right mindset, um, and, and, and work ethic and, or, or, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't worth it to them and they had to focus on a career. I mean, that's fair too in, in D3, you know, mm -hmm. but, but you know, it happens at the D1 level too. It's, mm -hmm. you know, D1 athletes maybe don't want to work that hard and, and they want to be kind of the star of the team, right? So they'll drop down to a D2 school where they can dominate. Um, I mean, everybody has, has their reasons, right? Um, and then I would also remind my freshman self to, to always stay ready. Um, and I think that's another thing that has worked well for me in life. And I, and I did do that 
in my college career too. You know, I did all the conditioning. I, I did all the, the weight programs. Like I just, I, w I was ready. And um, when I didn't always capitalize when opportunity came knocking, you know, you get nervous and <laughs> you don't always deliver. But uh, luckily for me, I had a few different times where I could, um, you know, I could capitalize on, on opportunity presenting itself to me. And that's been the same in my, um, my adult athletic career too, which looks, you know, a little bit different, but I'm still playing basketball, um, too. Uh, I have to lower my expectations a little bit just so that, um, I remind myself I'm just here to break a sweat and I'm mm -hmm. not here to break a leg. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, but I, but I am still playing. Um, I just finished a marathon, um, too. So it, well, and that's another thing that, that I think playing college athletics, you know, helped me with was, um, and maybe this is a good reminder for my freshman self too, but um, you will realize a completely different level of what you're capable of doing by putting yourself out there and by, you know, putting yourself into an uncomfortable position, you know, outside your comfort zone again. It's like, and, and I think our coach did a pretty good job with that where she was, a, she's a D1 UCLA Hall of Famer and she never treated our program like it was a D3 program. I mean, we were all friends with D1 and D2 players and they were like, we don't do half the conditioning that you guys do. <laughs> um, and, and so I can appreciate that now that she she took it seriously. And, um, for me, it created a whole new set of expectations. And that's why I think, um, like my goals were ever changing and, and ever evolving. They were constantly moving. So it was like, okay, I want a starting position. And then I was like, I want to make the playoffs. And, you know, you're, you, you set a goal for yourself, but then you have that stretch goal too. Um, and that's where, you know, if you, by putting yourself into a situation that is outside your comfort zone, you're, you're becoming a, a completely different person. Um, and, and I, I definitely think that our, our coach did a good job of, of setting the bar high there. Um, and, and now too, I, um, you know, I'm always, I'm always trying to learn. I'm always, you know, in my free time, like, you know, listening to podcasts and, and, and trying to learn about things that, um, I don't know about that aren't my strengths so that if something does come up, you know, in business, um, I can, I can jump on it and, and say, okay, I, I have been learning about that. I have been working on that, you know, on the side. Um, and that's something that I did to, you know, when I played in college is I was constantly working on, myself and my skill level, you know, outside of, of practice. And part of that was just frustration from like getting my butt kicked in practice every day. So sort of a long, a uh, long answer to, to that question. But um, I think I would just remind myself of, of those things and that, you know, you, it'll pay off in the end. It's only four years of your life. You can do it. <laughs> I think what you said though was perfect though. Because I know there's going to be some, some freshmen, some sophomores, some junior, some senior, some athlete that's going to listen to this and they're going to 
and and, and it may kind of relate your your story to theirs, you know, and it's gonna hope, hopefully inspire them to to keep pushing through that. That it may be tough now. There may not be the dream starting job right now, but if you work at it, you know, the opportunity will come. Yeah, exactly. And you you know you hate to see kids now. Um, whether it's in youth sports or in high school or, or college where, you know, they're jumping around to teams because they're not um, getting what they feel they're entitled to. And sometimes you just, you have to earn it and you have to stay in the program and, and better yourself and get over yourself for the team's greater good. I mean, those are all really good lessons that I'm not sure kids now are willing to do just because the, of the whole instant gratification thing. I mean, that's the whole, their whole mantra in life, you know, I mean, everything is, is much faster now for them and, and easily accessible and, um, and even accessing different schools and, and different teams, you know, you don't, kids, kids do leave teams quickly and and I mean how many of us who did play in high school and college you know thought about quitting all the time that always enters your mind you just can't give into it that you, you can't you can't give into it and then because it just it's so much worth it like like just just how you're saying you know if it, it, that regret that what if if you if you walk away too soon you think about the what if, what if I would have stayed? Cause imagine if you would have quit your sophomore year, you know, where, yeah. what, like who, what, what would be Michelle's story if that happened, you know? I can't even imagine. I do think about that. You know, what if I had, but I was able to do everything that I, I wanted to, and it was hard and I had, I did have to make sacrifices and, um, but I, I'm definitely a better person for it now. Love it. So, Michelle, the last question I'm going to ask you. So, I know you're big into branding and the, and you know the marketing side of things. So, if you could, I guess, describe yourself and your story in like five words, like five adjectives or whatever you want to do, to describe it. What what would you say? <laughs> Why, why are you doing this to me? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, great question. Uh, if I were, let's see. Persistent. Uh, staying ready. Um, I think um, a little bit uh, schizophrenic. Um, where, you know, depending on the situation, you, you're, um, you're, you have to be a little bit more aggressive and step up as a leader. And sometimes you need to sit back and, and listen. And, and again, that's reading your team and, you know, reading your, um, your clients or, or your family or your kids. Um, and then I think, to now, now I've added a new word, patience. Um, now that I have two little kids, that's one that I was never good at and never really worked on trying to improve it. But um, now with two little kids, I'm forced to, to do it. So I've added um, 
patience to my repertoire. <laughs> love it. Love it. Like, Michelle, it's been great talking with you just because uh, I learned a lot from just talking with you just about your experience and, and how I can use what you've done to be better for myself. So I hope anyone listening, you know, has gained that same sense of, you know, of knowledge and just, just learning from your background and definitely go check out the, the film, you know, if, or, and do you know when, when, when it's going to release? Um, I'm, I think maybe, uh, first quarter next year, end of first quarter of 2020. Okay. And if anyone doesn't know, do you know, you can go ahead and now, now name the film and, you know, and, and who and your teammate just to give them a plug to. Yes. So the film is after the game, um, and you can Google it and, uh, it's by April Abeda and it there it's, it just has a really great, um, message for any athlete. Um, and for me too, I, I, um, I think it's a good message for girls who play sports, um, as well, but it, but it, it has a message that carries through to, to all athletes and you can follow them, um, on all the socials as well. And they'll kind of keep you updated about, um, about the happenings of, of the film and everything. And they're, I mean, I just saw the screening a couple of weeks ago and I, I can't wait for it to come out. Um, you know, everybody's going to love it. And I, I definitely want my kids to see it too when they're a little bit older um, and they can understand it a little bit better, but a really great message. And I think too, what you're doing is really important. And, you know, I thank you for, for doing what you're doing because every athlete does have a different story and a different perspective and a different experience. And you don't know that when you're playing sports, you don't, um, you just are always comparing yourself to people, but what you see on the outside, you know, their brand that they're putting out there, but there's so much more behind those athletes that, um, you're able to really get in and, and have them tell that story and then share that story with, other people. So I, I do think what you're doing is so important. And I, I thank you for, for sharing people's stories. Oh, I, I really appreciated that. And I, I'm, I'm glad you came, I'm glad you came on. Like, 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 I really mean that in the sense of it, it's refreshing to hear stories like yours, you know, it's not all about, you know, going pro and making, you know, a hundred million dollars contract type stuff. It's like, it's because it, it, we can all have our own version of pro. And, and you're winning it at it right now. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.